with spoiler. Please be advised. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Hello, everybody. Spoiler up 26, the imitation game is ready. A lot of spoiler ups going on. Banging it out, buddy. We're getting some good spoiler epage. You know what? These are good movies to spoiler uh, spoiler up. There's a lot to talk about in these films. Yeah, and I think it's cool that we're... Especially endings. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, and then, you know, it's Oscar season, so we're trying to do some Oscar movies. And we started yes. out doing the spoiler ups in the summer just with the big blockbusters. But, you know, I think any movie that's getting a lot of a lot of traction yeah. um, uh, should should be spoilered Mm -hmm. so uh for those of you new to this we're going to talk about the imitation game front to back including the ending so if you have not listened to it and you don't want any of that ruined shut this down and stop being so stupid yeah (laughs) um okay have you done that hello talking to you shut it down all right good okay now we can continue yeah maybe you can't figure out how to not be stupid yeah (laughs) maybe that's just too hard for you to shut down (laughs) Um, it would be stupid if uh, that stupid person kept listening yeah, right and then, now. I'm like, oh, I don't think they're talking to me. Yeah, and then they would. that would be the one that would send us an angry email. Yeah. You guys spoiled the ending of the imitation yeah. game on the spoiler app. <laughs> oh, we well, are dumb. Yeah. <laughs> what about that first five minutes when we were saying, if you haven't seen it, that we're going to spoil it? Oh, I didn't hear that. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I was doing something else. I was counting my toes. I was counting my toes. I only have nine of them, which is yeah. your fault, too. Yeah. Um, which, you know what? Cut off one of your toes. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I think. I think you're pretty dumb. And I'll send it to PO Box. <laughs> do not repeat. Do not send us the toe. You want to cut your own goddamn toe off like some kind of weird hillbilly yakuza? Yeah, keep just keep it. Let's keep it. Yeah. Don't send it to us. I don't need your fucking toes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Send it to the Podfest PO Box. Send it to Mark Maron. Let his cat eat it. Yeah. <laughs> Just as a full disclaimer, please don't cut off anything and send it to anyone. Just to, do I, so, do we, yeah, okay. yeah, just I think we need to say that right now. I think you know this goes out all over the world. You never know who's listening. A lot of you guys are weirdos. There's somebody that just went, oh, oh, like they were literally sharpening. <laughs> yeah, they were their, getting close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they put their their toe, one of their toes up on a block. Yeah, and yeah. Like, ah, okay, all right, they were for real. I okay. do anything these guys told me yeah. to do. So I, I'm really excited to talk about this movie. Uh, but you know what else I'm excited to talk about? What? Vegas.com. Yeah. This is actually our last um, go around with Vegas.com. Okay. So we're really excited about this new sponsor, um, mainly because it'll give you 10% off right now to Graham's show coming yes, up. Yes, February 17th through the 22nd. I am headlining my first ever time headlining in Vegas at the Improv Inside Harrah's. So uh, if you use coupon code CFN, come to Vegas and you can save 10% on the ticket price. Yeah. So, and it's going to be a cool show. Gary Brightwell, uh, was a very funny comic. He opens for Bill Engvall. Yeah, he's great. Uh, He's been on this show a long, like four or five years ago. He has um, a show that he co-hosts with Bill and sometimes Murray Villariano on uh, XM Sirius Satellite Mm -hmm. Radio. Um, so use coupon code CFN at Vegas.com and save 10% off of that. Also, we want to talk about some of the cool things because Chris and I have worked in Vegas a million times. Yeah, and it's a, the great thing about this site is it's like an insider's um, uh-huh. guide to Las Vegas. It's people that work there, live there, and um, they know where to go, where not to go, and where the best deals are. It's like having a guy. 
Yeah, so you, you got a guy. I got a guy. You I got, got a, a guy digital in Vegas. Guy, yeah. A digital guy. <laughs> um, so, you know, we've I know we've talked about in the past, there's all the cool shows you can go to, which are great. The, mm-hmm. the Cirque du Soleil and the Caesars Buffet, and we've talked about the museums. And the Caesar Buffet, Jesus. I went there by accident. I'm like, oh, this is how rich people eat every day. <laughs> that's how when you go there, and it's like, oh my God, there's like a chef at every station. It's, 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 oh. a, it's the best buffet I've ever been to. As well it should be. And after, it's like, you know, that's the kind of thing where, well, now I can't go to any other buffet. I, this buffet has ruined me for right. all other buffets. Right. But here's some other cool stuff that they have on Vegas.com. Uh, a thing I have done is gone to Hoover Dam. And the Hoover Dam tours, again, you can In a see, barrel. In a barrel. Yeah, I did it in a barrel. Um, the thing of Hoover Dam is an amazing thing to do for several reasons. If you're in Vegas for several days, it's cool to kind of get off the strip and see what else is out there. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff. There's Red Rock Canyon, and but Hoover Dam is a really cool place to visit. And I've gone there and take one of the tours because to learn about the history of it and also the, you know, Hoover created it and then when FDR got elected, you know, there was a fight. They didn't want to call it the Hoover Dam and all right, the politics right. of, of that because, you know, Hoover apparently, you know, they hung the depression around Hoover's neck, basically. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. That's for a historian to decide. But it's interesting. And then just from the engineering standpoint of how this dam was created back then, you know, and uh, it it was really fascinating. It was a really cool tour. And it's it's the first and I think probably only dam I personally has ever been inside of. You get to go way down in it. That's cool. Yes, that's a cool thing to do. So if you if you go to Vegas, you get to com, see the whole dam. Yeah, you really do. It's it's amazing and the history behind it, how it works, and you know I always thought it was designed for, you know, to, to generate electricity. That's just like a a bonus. It's really about water control. You know, that's why they set this dam up and everything. It was fascinating. So so I would go to Vegas.com. So hopefully, when the robots take over. You know, the dam will not be the first to go. No. It's, you know, it's like, well, we have all your water, humans. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck, suckers. So, um, yeah, Vegas.com, you guys, coupon code CFN. Now, and it's the control, like you said, like the flow of the water, right? It's all that. It's the, it's the flow of the water. It's, you know, to control the levels of the, because uh, basically, obviously, when you create a dam, then a whole lake Right. is created next to it. And so go on the tour and uh, find out the ending of the uh, why the Hoover Dam was created. <laughs> exactly. We don't want to spoil that yeah. for you. So go on the Hoover Dam tour. Um, and okay. by, by the way, I wanted to make sure um, the code CFN not only gets you 10% off Graham's show, it gets you 10% off everything, everything except air and hotel uh, packages. Mm-hmm. So you can actually get the 10% off using CFN code uh, on the Hoover Dam tours. Yep. It's so a cool thing. So Use it. Use it. Um, damn work it <laughs> hashtag damn work it um, so uh, alright imitation game imitation game the first thing I want to say about this uh, movie and obviously from the trailer and the history you kind of know how it's going to end there wouldn't be a movie about a guy who didn't crack the enigma code it really right. yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, you know uh, you, you knew going in what, what what's going to happen it's about Alan Turing the actual yes. World War II the British mathematician um, who tries to crack the Enigma code um, with a bunch of other fellow mathematicians. But one of the things that did strike me is how um, sad it was at the end and the way that uh, 
homosexuality was criminalized. And here's a guy who literally um, saved millions of lives. And uh, the, way, the way he was treated towards the end of his life was just criminal. It's criminal because it was like, basically, it was the law was it's illegal to be gay in, yes. in England in the 40s. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he had to keep that hidden. And then after the war now, so, you know, we won the war uh, with a lot of help from him. Yeah, maybe a little credit. Little, yeah, maybe uh, a little credit. Yeah. And nope, he's treated like a criminal. Um, and it's... He has to go on chemical castration or prison time. <sighs> That's what they do, chemical castration or prison, because, you know, back then homosexuality was a sickness, right. you know, that you had to fix. And it was just... It's, it's amazing because... I remember we had um, Kevin Avery on the show and he had just seen it and he kind of had talked about, neither one of you, neither one of us had seen it mm-hmm. at that point and talked about it's kind of two different movies and he was like, wasn't sure thematically if there's like, wow, was that weird? And so I kind of was wondering how they were going to handle this going in Yes, and I realized you had to and it's some of the complaints we had with some other movies um, it's a big part of his story. This it, is a biopic. Yes. It's a big part of his story to ignore that or leave it out or put a card up at the end would well, have done it disservice. Well, I want to address that real quick. Yeah. That, that's, a, that's a fair question because we both were critical of American Sniper. Again, we're going to do a quick American Sniper spoiler. So if you haven't seen it, pause and cut and off fast one of your, forward. And fast forward one of your toes. <laughs> uh, um, pause one of your toes and fast forward it. So Chris Kyle... In real life, in two years ago, February of, of 2013, was killed by a Marine because he was taking part of how Chris Kyle was dealing with his PTSD. Oh, also, by the way, a fan pointed that out. It wasn't just Chris Kyle. There were two Marine, two uh, servicemen that were killed. Two servicemen were killed. Mm-hmm. So we got an email, actually, from Aaron, uh, our, our intern, uh, which was, this is great. So we need, to, we need to sort of clarify this which will explain the card that just came up at the end. And we were both sort of mystified. Like you don't go into the fact that Chris Kyle was helping guys with PTSD by taking them to a rifle range. And then a Marine killed him and two people. And it was just sort of dealt with a card and that was mm-hmm. it. Um, the Marine is either is about to go on trial or the trial has just begun. So it, it stands to reason that Clint Eastwood went, I can't probably legally, I'm sure the legal department said, nope, don't mention this. Don't, you can't bring up any of this at all. What actually happened? So we got to just leave that alone. Hearing that makes, makes a lot more sense to me as to why American Sniper just sort of ended that way. Uh-huh. Um, That's a good theory. And it might be true. We don't know uh, for sure. We don't know for sure. Or it could have just been a creative decision on uh, Clint Eastwood's part. But, yeah, uh, knowing lawyers, know. though. Well, yeah, of course. Lawyer- it's a big studio film with a team of lawyers. Who knows? The, and yeah. big and lawyers are always like, don't, don't, don't risk it. Don't risk right. it. Everyone's going to sue you. You know. <laughs> so that makes more sense to me, and it, it puts me a little more at ease with regard to that film. So now let's go to Imitation Game. Because we're 70 years removed, 60, 70 years removed from his life story, um, you had to tell this. You had to tell this second half of his life after the war because he ends up killing himself. Yes, absolutely. And it is it is so relevant. It also helps explain... It also bookended the entire film. We start with the interrogation in the, uh, in the police department right and then we are like oh what's going on and mm-hmm. then we see the story and then that's also where you know we end up after the right war. and which is a great way to start the movie 
the the cop is asking questions and he basically just says, you know, I'm smarter than you, right? Right. <laughs> you know, just, yeah. and, and, and then the way that only Benny, Benny Cumbo can yeah. <laughs> is just say, I'm smarter than you and I know what you're thinking before you think it right. in your little brain. Mm-hmm. But the other thing too, his homosexuality at that period in time in England where he had to keep it so hidden, it also helps explain, and they do some cool flashback stuff, of why he is so hard to deal with because he had to basically take this part of himself and say, nope, hide it because I've been told it's dirty and wrong and it's illegal. And I'm, in addition to being a genius, then it also makes me feel like even more of an outsider, outcast weirdo who's gonna just be like, you know, he has no social skills at all, none. Yeah, like you go back to his... um Sherlock characters like with he described himself as like a high functioning sociopath or right. something like that and you know you could say anything from that or you could feel like this character is like a uh, you know somebody with Asperger's high functioning Asperger's there's many different terms you could use but uh, um, that's one of the uh, things that you also see like in a beautiful mind. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, you've got this genius mathematician but there's also something broken in sure. their mind as well. So Clearly, they go hand in hand often. <laughs> yeah, know. they do it, and, and I think it, it. You know, it also to me, and what the actual Alan Turing was like during that time. Right. You know, who knows? But it had to be tough for um, for him for for him too, just as an actor thinking, okay, well, I can't go too far Sherlocky because it's there are some similar traits to each character mm-hmm. because that's an easy criticism to make oh he's too sherlocky in the movie and i'm sure he, he was very aware of that on the set as he was playing uh alan turing and that's the thing that that that, that is the sign of a truly skilled actor is because it is hard when you've already done a big iconic character in a big movie yes everyone's gonna be like oh he's just doing a cheap version of yeah, that last exactly thing. like i'm I remember, sure there's a sherlock knockoff i re- <laughs> I remember seeing an interview with... um, This is Sherlock, leave it. (laughs) Um, With, um, oh, I'm blanking on his name. The other guy that Tom Cruise played with in Rain Man. Dustin Hoffman? Yes, Dustin Hoffman. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that guy. That little little character actor who hasn't been in much. I'm surprised I forgot his name. Dustin Hoffman, when he was getting ready to, when he was rehearsing basically for Rain Man, he was like... I hadn't quite cracked the code yet in the rehearsals because I felt like I was just doing a cheap knockoff of Ratso Rizzo for Midnight Cowboy. Yes, of course. Uh And it was like, wow. And he, of course, is even though that was 10, 15 years removed from one another. He was uh, cognizant of it. Cognizant because that that was such a defining moment in his career and a defining moment in cinema that he's like, I can't just do that again. Um, So, uh, which is clearly a conversation... um, that was not had going into Mordecai. So, uh, well, the conversation may have happened. <laughs> just over, <laughs> over cocktails on a yacht talking about yeah. how great the Lone Ranger was. Yeah. Um, so clearly, and that's why. Uh, and now I'm going to murder you. Oh, God. <laughs> boo. Hey, boo. So that's why, though, uh, Benedict and Cumberbatch. Then make, make Lone Ranger 2. Oh, God. If <laughs> that fucking happens. Um, but. That's to me like Benedict Cumberbatch goes into this with <laughs> such an approach and such a clearly there's a lot of research that was done. There's a lot of reverence to this man. Um and it made for an amazing it made for an amazing movie. One of my favorite scenes is 
they crack the code. Yes. And and then they have to go, wait a minute. They all, um, Alan Turing and Matthew Goad, who plays Hugh Alexander, who's another really solid actor. Um, they both, Turing and, and, and Matthew Goad's character have the same realization at the same time of, oh, wait a minute. If we stop these attacks, the Nazis will know that we cracked their code and then they'll just start over. And one of the younger guys is like, hey man, my brother- My brother's on that boat. My brother's on that boat. And he's like, who do you think you are, God? And they're all wrestling with this and they all real. I mean, it's like, it's like, that is the right decision to make. We, in the long term, greater good, we have to sit on this. And I was just like- And how do you decide too? Like, and they said the real hard work begins. How do you decide which attacks to let through and which ones to stop? How do you use this information just enough that right. the Nazis don't know that you cracked the code? Now, this actually leads me to an anecdote. Is uh, um, I visited Pearl Harbor a number of years ago. Mm-hmm. And they go through the tour. They show you a very um, depressing film with real footage and what happened. And as you go through the... Um, that you get the you know the official story of what happened to, but then also the tour guides kind of give you some like unofficial rumors and speculations and what may or may not have happened. Yeah, did as well, FDR know that exactly? And they we, they went into that, and it was very interesting. They said because uh, um, they sent the aircraft carriers out on maneuvers because they were but instrumental in winning the war. If they sank, it would have been a lot harder to actually get the navy back up and running to attack japan so when that attack happened they were away from pearl harbor yeah so and all wondered, the major command was pulled yes so you wonder like what well, fdr know was this part of it like well we kind of let it happen but these assets weren't necessarily there at that time that's such a great it's, thing because that that fascinates me that particular thing in history about fdr knowing because fdr america didn't want to get involved in world War. and II. where do you think we if the code was cracked and we knew it was coming where do you think the information came from right was the cracked enigma code right britain let us know yep and so it's like now, again, this is speculation. It's all we don't speculation. Know. Yeah, yeah. But this is great sort of what if history <laughs> yes. uh-huh. you know, conversation, which I, I really enjoy. So but this film though, and then the relationship with Kira Knightley, um, she's really good. And and Yeah, like I said before, like the other episode, you forget that she's actually a good actress. And this happens sometimes. They these good actors and actresses get pulled into these giant Hollywood blockbusters and you forget what got them there in the first place until they do movies like mm-hmm. this. And it's also it's also part on the actor too. You have to seek these roles out. They don't always come to you, especially after you've done a bunch of Pirates of the Caribbean movies. You know, you, you gotta take charge of your career and look for these. And it was so interesting because there was some cool stuff in there of he needed her on the team, but, you know, she was like, I can't come and just, st- what am I going to, you know, very proper English family. Yes. She should be getting married at this point in her the life. The parents would not let her go. Would not have let her go. And so he's like, well, I got to create a job for you to work yes. here. So you're going to work in the secretary pool or whatever that right. thing he kind of concocted. And then she had a cover on a cover. Of a job. Uh, of, of a job. job. Yeah. And then when she was like starting to fall for him and he's like, well, I'm gay. And then she was like, well, that's okay. Like our relationship is- We'll know, work it out. We'll work it out. And he yeah. was just like, that was such a great scene where he was just like, huh? She, and then he rejected her anyway. Yeah. And uh, and that's, it goes into, like, like to me, that was an un, uh, a really 
believable scene because you have someone here who's a genius, but he literally lacks, like you said, any kind of social skills. He would not know how to react in a situation like that. He doesn't understand emotion. He doesn't understand how other people would react or anything like that. The only thing he seemed to understand, and he did it multiple times, is like why human beings like violence. Because, and what was the reason? Because it was, um, he was he was being violently bullied through most of his life. Mm-hmm. So that's the part of um, human emotion that he understood. Right. Uh, but having a tender conversation with your fiance about uh, never having sex with her because you're gay because you're gay that's that was there's no way he could have navigated that conversation no way, because ever. he doesn't even really yeah. know he's gay or or knows he is but hasn't dealt with that emotion because right. he's been told it's wrong in society mm-hmm. and just from an acting standpoint how Benny Cumbo yeah. <laughs> deals with that is so he's such an amazing actor mm-hmm. and his scenes they're so there's all these slight emotions and ways that he deals with it that convey the emotion like so we the audience know this guy is emotionally crippled and doesn't have social skills but he's a genius right and the actor knows this mm-hmm. But how do you then, you're the actor, you know this, that your character doesn't know their own emotions. So how do you convey that? And he does it, which is amazing to yeah. me. Um, it's, a ver- it's a multi-layered cake. It's, multi- <laughs> it's, it's, it's Multi-layered acting cake. It really is. It's a really nice slab of acting cake that he, <laughs> that he serves up at this, at this cinematic reception. Huh? You guys like that metaphor? Eat it. Um, and then there's this people like Charles Dance who... You know the He's golden great. the golden child Sardom Numsi is the golden child. He is just the classic. <laughs> well, his big thing now is Game of Thrones, right? Yeah, he's just the. If you want an English bad guy, right? You go to him, Chuck Dance. Yeah, Chucky D. <laughs> yeah. is your guy to be a Brit bad guy. Charlie Dance. Charlie Dance. Um, I think he goes by Chuck D. Yeah, I think they call him Chuck D. I think he inspired Public Enemy. Quite honestly, look it up. This is all fact. Um, <laughs> He, he wrote Burn Hollywood Burn, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Um, but no, he's just great as the English. A dance always pays his debts. <laughs> That's what he says every day. Um, but no, he's he's great as the English officer who it's wartime. There's there's and he makes great points. This is the so thing like you see where his character. He isn't just sort of the stereotypical, the bad guy that comes in and I'm going to shut it down. Yeah. He makes a good point. He goes, you know, because he was an officer and he's like, how much experience do you have leading men during war? I do because I was in World War One, motherfucker. Like he's like, and that is, and and when when you as an audience, I mean, you know, going into the film without, I mean, you know Alan Turing creates this thing. And you, you know he's going to be right. You know he's going to be right. You know we're going to win the war. Right. You know we defeat the Nazis. But, you but the, yeah, and also, but the journey there is really with so much fun in this film. And, and, and this is what makes a good filmmaker um, is when Charles Dance's character says that, I go, he's got a good point. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> right. You know, and I'm not just like, oh, shut up, you two-dimensional bad guy. And, right. and, and so there's all these... Well, the, the well, director, by the way, is, is Morton uh, Tidelum, who has done um, Headhunters, Fallen Angels, Buddy. These are not amazing movies. Um, you know, Headhunters, a lot of smaller films. Like, this is... This is his first real, real big one. This is his first real yeah. big one, and man, out of the well, game. Well, yeah, he hit it out of the park. It's really solid. Like, these are all... What, what, what I love, too, is the just... 
how unlikely that this all came about. That was like, you've got geniuses that are working on breaking a code, you know, the Mm -hmm. traditional way. And he comes along and says, well, there's no way a human being can break this code. I have to build a machine to break it. Right. And, you know, if someone said that to you, you're like, okay, well, why don't you just go play in the sandbox and let the adults work? You know, and that was like the, that was, that was the reaction. Like, like, well, that's just, you're out of your mind. You know, Mm -hmm. there's no way you could even build this machine. There's no way that it would work. And, and, uh, but, Sure enough, through sheer force of will, he got the funding to do it. He was able to do it. And the great thing, and again, this is another great supporting character, Mark Strong, who's one of these guys I just always like. Yeah, yeah, he's good. He's just a good character actor. He plays the MI6 guy that that pushes this through. There's a great line. It says, uh, well, there's only uh, five branches of government. And he goes, that's the spirit. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. There's all this great English pithy sarcasm. That's the spirit. And, uh, And he's great because he's like, Alan Turing's my guy. Right. I know he's a pain in the ass. I don't give a shit. And I and I have to navigate the chessboard of internal British command politics, which is always right. so fascinating, you know, and, and these generals and and political leaders are, you know, it's a lot of ego and my my unit's gonna do it and not yours and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And he has to sort of navigate that and as a sort of special op secret agent type knowing the like well i gotta get it done and by any means possible and if that means setting a kid on fire then that's what i'm gonna have you know like right, that, that's right. what we're doing you know and i'll sell it you know yeah and there's just great um scenes in there well this is the other thing too there's a a british a guy selling secrets to the to the russians yes and who is the person is a, is becomes a, a big and that's a cool little subplot right right in the story and when they find out who the guy is Mark Strong's character is like yeah I knew all along I knew yeah of him. course that's why I put him there yeah I put him there we need to communicate to the Russians because Churchill won't mm-hmm. and you're just like <laughs> wow like that yeah, is yeah. is one of those that's one of those things I believe too of that course, actually happened <laughs> of course I do because it 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 you know having studied a lot about that and. All of the men involved in that era were these big ego dudes, Patton, Montgomery, MacArthur. Like, these were not like, okay, I'm just a team. They were, these were like big ego Churchill. I read a larger great- Larger than life. Larger than life characters. If you right. think about that era in history, these were people, I mean, this is like Winston Churchill, FDR, Stalin- um, Even Eisenhower. Eisenhower, yeah. you know, um, and then the generals like Montgomery, mm-hmm. Patton, MacArthur. Even on the other side, Rommel. Rommel. Yeah. I mean, these were just like amazing. You also had like, even like machinery, like you had like the Bismarck. You've got right. like this this legendary giant battleship. I mean, it, it, it. if you don't know the history, if somebody just came in and knew none of the history, it would sound like we're making up like a story. Yeah, it sounds it sounds fantastic. It yeah. sounds like crazy superheroes. And I read a great document or a great um, biography about Churchill. Let me, let me recommend this. If you're ever in <laughs> London, go to uh, the base. I think it's the Churchill Museum that's um, underneath 10 Downing Street or near 10 Downing Street where the bunker was. So when Germany is bombing England every day, Churchill would have his cabinet meetings down there. And they show you the little room he slept in. Every day, Churchill would take a 30-minute siesta. Oh, really? 30-minute nap. 
smoke his cigars and he mm-hmm. talked to his guys. And, and it was in that museum where I picked up the, this documentary, or uh, I'm sorry, I keep saying documentary, this, this um, novel, this biography about Churchill. And, you know, he was sort of waiting for this moment in history. And when it came, he was like, yep. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> let's do this. And Britain got, you know, they got bombed oh. horribly, horribly bombed. And uh, it was getting to the point, too, where, like, you know, I don't know how much longer, you know, they could they could hold on. I mean, if America, if we didn't get involved, it was yeah, like... Yeah, if we didn't get involved, it would have gone really poorly for It was over, for, uh, and it was yeah. like... Europe, you know, and and that that goes back to that whole kind of. That's not ego, by the way. That's, no, that, that's, that's like, my country's going to die. Yeah, yeah, that's Hitler is going to win. Um, so all that knowing that history, as you watch this film, it just nuances it. Oh, it makes it so mm. great. And you think about, you know, obviously it's like World War Two. We've been watching movies on this for fifty years. Like, how right, much right. more new ground can you cover? This. Yeah, this, is, this, more is, new this is new ground. This definitely. is such new ground. Well, this was, um, uh, it wasn't even public knowledge for right. many years. Well, they had to keep something it Something like 50 years or 50 something? 50 years, they kept it hidden. Um, they kept it secret. And, you know, they called these Turing machines, which are now called computers. Yeah. <laughs> so he helped invent computers. Yes. And, uh, you know, this film. You never hear Bill Gates or Steve Jobs never talked about Alan Turing. Nope. Um <laughs> That's the spirit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, to me, this film is worth watching because... You know, come to think of it too, when you hear about like Univac and stuff, and uh-huh. all, you know, you never really hear about the machine that, you know, decoded Enigma as the, uh, basically the grandfather machine mm-hmm. of all of these. And I'm sure it had a lot to do with the fact that they kept it secret for so yeah. long. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a... it's a, if they really did destroy it. Like in the movie, they said, uh, burn everything. Every, all the... Uh, the machinery, all of the notes, all of the records. I, there's you know, no way. They, I, I really destroyed there's everything. No there's no way. There's no way the government had a had a machine that powerful and then said, oh, no, we got to get rid of this. Do you think the Ark of the Covenant? Yeah, I think it's still functioning today. I think it's... it's in a warehouse somewhere. Yeah, I think it's somewhere underneath Buckingham Palace yeah. and you can, you know, it still talks to satellites or whatever. It's probably got a mind of its own now. They probably put Turing's brain in there and connected to it. Um, but yeah, that kind of stuff. It's fascinating because it's 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 a wonderful. It's just great acting. It's really good directing. I just sorry. I just thought of the Turing machine like running the BBC. Yeah. Like, green light Sherlock. <laughs> That's how Benny Cumberbo got his got the job because the machine was doing the casting. Yeah, they hired him. Because they did an algorithm, and he would be the best actor for it. (laughs) This is all verifiable, guys. There's been a lot of hard science on this show today. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I I think it's a great film. It deserves all the nominations it gets. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a story worth, if you didn't know much about it, uh, it, it, it's worth watching. So Definitely, definitely check it out. And it is... uh, I will say it's unexpectedly poignant and sad at the end. Like I actually didn't know the whole story of Alan Turing, so it, it kind of caught me off guard a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, I didn't know that he killed himself going yeah. in. Um, so it, it was definitely, um, you know, really one of those movies that makes you go through all those emotions. It was funny, it was heartfelt, and it was also tragic. So yeah. it was a it was a great film. I really uh, liked it, and it was another movie that too I would probably like to enjoy again on 
DVD. Well, it's, watch it again. it's definitely one of those movies when it pops up again on cable or if I'm on a flight or something, I'll watch it again because there are, because it's dealing with all of this really, you know, highly intellectual math and stuff. It, and it could have been dry too, but it wasn't. No. It was it was fun. It had some great British humor. Yeah. I'm sure we missed some of the British humor, <laughs> right. but uh, I think we got most of it, and it was really fun. It, 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 yeah, and it's all the all these solid actors. So, you know, I would I would uh, I would check it out. Um, all right. That's great. No, go check it out if you have. Check it already. out, and then go to Vegas.com and you'd coupon code CFN. Do it. Do it. Um, so, tour dates. Um, as I said, I'll be headlining the Improv in Las Vegas February 17 through uh, 20. I'm doing the uh, Brea Improv with Murray Valeriano and other surfing comedians on February 11th and headlining the Hollywood Improv on Saturday, February 14th, Valentine's Day, 8 o'clock show. Really solid show. Uh, Helen Hong is emceeing. Um, uh, we've got David Huntsberger who writes for the site, Baron Vaughn, who's been on the show and Lori Kilmartin who writes for Conan. She's really, this, this is a, this is a, it's so, a great show. This is a yeah. great show. So if you are in Los Angeles and want to come celebrate Valentine's day with me and a bunch of funny people at the Hollywood improv, come out. Uh, Christopher, you got some dates. Yes. I will be in uh, Lake Tahoe over Valentine's day mm. being there the 11th through the 15th and I'll be there with Will Durst. So I'm actually really excited. I remember just watching him on TV, uh, <laughs> you know, when I was just starting to get into comedy and now I, uh, this is the first time I've gotten to work with him. That's amazing. I worked with him maybe 15 or so years ago yeah. at the Zanies in Vernon Hills, which I think that club is closed now. Um, yeah, he's a very funny guy. Also, I forgot to mention, I will be, uh, headlining the Throckmorton Theater in Mill Valley uh, February 24th, and then doing some uh, Air Force bases throughout the U.S. Um, the 26th through the 28th of uh, February. So if you're in an Air Force base, I think in either Oklahoma or Texas or something like that, I'm doing some bases. Oh, there's one thing I, I forgot to mention, too. I'm actually doing a panel on podcasting on uh, February 19th in Santa Monica at a place called General Assembly. It's oh, going nice. to be really, really good. Um, it's got a lot of really great people, some people from Earwolf and all different tech podcasts. And we're going to be talking about um, everything from podcasting to if you're a startup company, do you need a podcast and all the ins and outs of how you would use one. So that's a general assembly in uh, Santa Monica and it is actually free. Oh, cool. So uh, check that out. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure we're, we, we won't be in the same place, but we both are going to be live tweeting the Oscars. Yes. We will do an Oscar wrap-up show the week after. And we, um, we've got a bunch of new products coming in, so we need to make room. So the uh, CFN Hit Clown shirts and the Hello Junkie shirts, we have slashed their prices by about 30 40%. They are on sale, yeah. and they're limited edition. We're not printing any more of these. Yep. So when they're gone, they're gone. So come and buy these up, guys. If you go into the comedyfilmers.com, into the store, you'll just see it. There's a tab that says on sale items. Mm-hmm. Click on that. You'll see these two shirts come up. We have them in a bunch of different sizes. And literally, like, if there's four mediums left, that's it. That's it. That's yeah. it. So um great way to support the store and get something cool that's a, at a pretty reasonable price. And to clear out some inventory in the garage. Yeah, yeah. Make yeah, it a little we, more We room need in, a little more room. A little more room <laughs> in the garage. And this is cool stuff. And, you know, it's a limited, it's limited edition. So no one will get these ever again. Um, so that is our program. 
Um, thank you guys so much. Yeah, we really appreciate the support you guys have given us over the years. Uh, it means the world to us. And um, we uh, will talk to you next week. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we love the feedback on the spoiler apps. Like all the uh, American Sniper feedback has been great. It's been great. Yeah. It's been yeah. really yeah. great. And so. we're still working on getting the message boards fixed so new people can register. <laughs> it, I, I, I swear, it's, we got a lot of problems with the site right now, but God we're working on all of them. It's, and they're all WordPress related. Isn't that interesting? All right. So uh, we're, we're working on it. We're going to get this shit fixed. Yeah. All right, guys. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember Han shot first. Benbo Cumberbo. <laughs> Hashtag damn work it. <laughs> <laughs>